It's the way. Yeah, it's the way. You ain't heard of us. Hey, Rams. Hey, hey welcome. Heard with us. If you look around for a word to trust, check the star seed journey. You can learn from us. Sex, sleep, drugs. What we gonna discuss? Whatever you need to be prosperous. Negativity superfluous. All we really want is for you to just be true to you and be who you are. Cause you are a star and you will go far. You can succeed at all of your dreams. You'll get your degree and all of those things. But you must take care of your health. Cherish yourself, your body, your mental, your grades, and your wealth. You can have fun and still be well. That's what we do here at the well. We're done. Um, no, I think that everything um, that the guys were saying um, was like on point. Um, we got a chance to talk about, you guys heard us talk about um, toxic relationships. There's so many other aspects. So it was like we could be here like till five o'clock today just talking about it. But just what we want listeners to know is just be mindful of the red flags. And if there's some education you need on that, like we said, Kaylin is available. She's not confidential, but she's available to just educate you on those things. And if there's a situation that you just want to run by me and I can help you kind of gauge whether your relationship is headed towards toxicity or if it's toxic or not and you want to just have a conversation with me then that's fine and in that conversation should you decide to report something or to give me details then you have a confidential advocate to do that with and then I'm also available to give you resources such as counseling and on or off campus um and other resources to help you to cope or to safely exit a, a, a um, toxic relationship. So like we said, um, advocacy services are available, 828-6200. Right now, I am the only advocate. So you just call it ask to speak to Tamika or ask to be put on my calendar. And we can definitely have a conversation. And I'm also available at myoptions.vcu.edu. And I'm turning back over to Kate. Well, and I think that you make a really important point that I think is helpful for a lot of students, potentially, Mm -hmm. and that is that somebody doesn't have to identify their relationship as abusive to come and see you and talk through it Not at all. Somebody doesn't have to identify as a victim or as a survivor to come and just have a conversation with Tamika. Not at all. She can support you regardless. It doesn't have to be something that you think raises to the level of something that you can report to police. And you may not want to report to police anyway, even if it is at that level. And Tamika will support you regardless of how you want to move forward. And I also deal with hypotheticals. So if you want to come in and say, hey, this is not me, but my cousins, babies, mama, sisters, hairdressers, aunts, brothers, cousins, dads, mom, I deal with those as well. Love it. Do we want to talk a little more? I mean, do you think we've talked enough about healthy relationships? Because I think we kind of hit on red flags and Mm -hmm. toxic relationships. And, you know, I think it's important for our students to know... In the absence of those things, like we hope that you never experience those things in relationships. Yes, we hope. As we've highlighted, if you do, you have resources available to you on campus. Yes. Um, But what is it that we want to see in healthy relationships? How do we know we're in a healthy relationship? Oh, goodness, that's a good question. Well, speaking of someone who 
I, I can give you the contrast because I was in a very unhealthy marriage, toxic um, marriage. There was domestic violence. There was emotional abuse. There was physical abuse, all those things. I did that for 12 years, and I remarried in 2015. And now I see the difference, and the main difference is the communication. Being open and honest with the person, uh, communication is a sign of a good, healthy relationship. Being friends. Mm. You know, um, a lot of times we're in a relationship that you, you say that's your significant other, that's your partner, spouse, boyfriend, girlfriend. But are we friends? Can we hang out? Is our relationship good outside of the bedroom? Can we just, you know, be friends and just do things together without it being um, sex? A good test is if you can, if you can take it, I'm not saying do this, but if you can say, okay, outside of uh, our sexual relationship, are we friends? Do we have a good communication? Do we have good dialogue? What kind of dialogue do we have? If your dialogue is good and it's positive for the most part, then, yeah, chances are you're in a very healthy relationship. And if we disagree, does it go there? Does it go to the level of verbal abuse and things of that nature? If you can disagree and peacefully disagree because people do disagree in relationships and you can still wake up the next morning and say, Ooh, that was a doozy last night. Yeah. You know, you said what you had to say. I said what I had to say and move forward after the disagreement. Then yeah, you're, you're definitely looking at a healthy relationship. Another thing that makes it healthy is when you're able to, um, not be influenced by outside negative influences. Like if you have people in your life, they've been married for a while and they're very positive people and they speak into your life and they help you with your relationship, then that's great. But if you allow the negativity of others to come in, then yeah, that's not a good relationship. But like I said, if you've got positive influences that are influencing your relationship, then yeah, that's very healthy for your um, relationship. And if you are in a relationship and you, you know, you may have a disagreement with your spouse or, you know, the small things and you, you learn how to cope and have those good coping mechanisms inside your relationship so much to the point where you don't have to just run and tell every little thing, that's very healthy because we're, we, that means we're at a point where we're big boys and big girls or big girls and big girls or big boys and big boys. And yeah, big humans or whatever. Um, it runs it across the board, all relationships, then you're able to deal with those things without having to go, you know, you know, Caitlin is my friend and I have an issue with my husband and every, oh my God, Caitlin, he left the toilet seat up. Oh my God, again, again, you know, without running to Caitlin, for every little thing, but I can say, honey, you know, this toilet seat thing, I fell in last night. I'm not happy. <laughs> like, I don't want you to do that. You know, and when I'm able to deal with those things. So, but, you know, that's a sign of a healthy relationship. And then, you know, if you're in your, when you love being in the presence of that person and you know that you're going to go home to that significant other and that you don't have to be like super excited, like, you know, doing flips through the door. But just knowing that that is a place of that space with that person is a place of comfort and peace or being in their presence brings you peace. That's a healthy relationship. And that's the difference that I learned, because in my previous relationship, Kaylin, I would sit in the driveway and try to figure out how to go back to work because mm. I didn't want to deal with my spouse. But now when I come home, it's a place of peace for me. So my husband comes home later than I am. But I am like sitting on the couch like he should be here in a minute now. 
he's coming home now. You know, it's like, and it's been three years and I'm still like, hey, is he here yet? Is he here yet? I'm me and the dog. Is he here yet? Is he here yet? So there's a difference because he's my place of peace. He's my place of comfort. And so that's good when that person brings you that because that's what you want in a relationship. You want, you ought to be able to tell your partner anything like, oh my God, I had a jacked up day. This is what happened. They may not be able to solve the issue, but the fact that I can tell them that and that, and, and there's nothing negative that comes out of that, that's a good sign that you're in a good relationship. Mm-hmm. I love that. I love love. love I love, love love, especially when it's peaceful love. Uh-huh. You know, just like, and everything is not perfect every day. Of course You not. know, sometimes you're going to disagree. You're going to be like, I don't like what you said. Like, who are you? Conflict like, is a normal part of absolutely. relationships because we are all individual human beings. Absolutely. And we come to relationships, friendships. Yes. Partnerships with our different experiences, our different experiences, our different opinions. Come on. So conflict is going to be a natural part of a relationship. Absolutely. It's about how we navigate through that conflict. Absolutely. And how we cope with it mm-hmm. and how we don't allow it to define our future interactions. You know, if I'm, if I'm, you know, my husband, I remember he made, y'all, he made the biggest snafu last Valentine's Day, like, uh-oh. Oh my God, like he owes me big time. So you're gonna have a good one this year. Oh then. my God, yes. <laughs> he knows. Um, but it was like, oh my God, you just let Valentine and you're sleeping? Oh! So he you know, he worked all day. But anyway, I, you know, I was upset, like super upset. You know, I'll be very transparent. I went downstairs, I'm in the basement crying because I didn't get anything with Valentine's Day. I mean, I'm upset, you know, but you know, I did not allow, you know, that was a horrible moment. I, we, when he woke up the next day, yeah, we talked, we talked about it, but that it was over. It was over after the 15th. Like I was not going to let that define my future interactions with him. Cause like, okay, guy, you screwed up, do better. That's it. Mm-hmm. And a couple months later, I got some diamonds. So yay for me. Hey. But, <laughs> um, but I did, I did not let that moment define us and I didn't keep bringing it up mm. like oh my god in February remember when I was in the basement quiet? I didn't do that and that is a sign of a healthy relationship because we can disagree and it may be a big snafu in the eyes of whether one partner or the other but we have to be able to look at that like the young man said as an experience mm-hmm. learn from it and move forward when I just stay in that experience but not willing to learn from it but I just want to harp on it, mm-hmm. then that's not good, you mm-hmm. know? I think that's such an important point. And I think that, you know, I think I love that you said, hey, you woke up on the 15th and it was over or maybe the next day. And so, and that's really great that you're able to do that. Some of us might, for some issues or conflicts, might need more than a and few that's hours fine. or 24 that, hours. And that's, that's perfectly and, fine. And at some point we have to figure out, we got to let go and or move on. Exactly. Right? At some I had, point. I had a friend mm-hmm. um, who was in a relationship. Mm-hmm. Her partner messed up really big. Mm-hmm. And it was months later that she was still bringing this stuff up. And I said to her, I said, you got to either get past this or you got to end this relationship. One or the two. Right? Because it's, what are you going to just keep on harping this? And, you know, it happened. Mm-hmm. Y'all have talked through it. But at some point, you can't continue to let this Mm-mm. impact your interactions. And you, and I think a lot of times um, 
it can be tempting to try to keep score in a relationship. That is the that is so unhealthy. And that just oh my gosh makes it makes every single conflict and like we said, conflict is normal. It's going to happen. Absolutely. But it then makes every single conflict. 16 times bigger absolutely because now i'm not only addressing the conflict that is happening in this moment but i'm ha- i'm addressing i'm now bringing up what happened last month and three months ago and last year and last valentine's day and it becomes so much bigger and then we lose sight of what we're even in why, conflict about like why are moment. we together like why are we together if we got to keep you know tit for tat like you didn't do this so i didn't do this well i'm not gonna do this until you do this and relationships there is when you're in a relationship you have to be able to there's a part I'm not saying that you abandon who you are but there's a part of you that has to become selfless at some point two selfish people cannot stay in a relationship it's not gonna work you have to be able to meet that person in the middle you have to use the c word and I know it's a horrible word compromise why is that the c word is so horrible to some people huh Oh, my God, it is horrible because they like the other C word, control. Oh, those C, people. Yeah, those, that C word, that's the worst C word than the other C mm-hmm. word. So a lot of people don't want to compromise. They want to be in control. So imagine you got two people, they both want to be in control. Nobody wants to, to, to kind of loosen the rope. You know how you play mm-hmm. tug of war? Mm-hmm. And so instead of pulling on the rope together to meet in the middle and let's find some common ground in this thing, I want it my way. So guess what? I'm going to pull my husband my way, but my husband is pull, trying to pull me. And so there we have conflict. And like you said, then that tug of war bleeds over into anything. So we're, we can't even decide where we want to go for dinner. Like, I want Chinese. Why well, I don't want Chinese? And the only reason why... I don't want Chinese because you said you wanted Chinese, you know? So it's like, I have to win. I have to win. I have to win. And that tit for tat is so dangerous. That keeping score is so dangerous. And you'll never get anywhere in your marriage. It's literally like two people of equal strength pulling on a rope. You'll never win. You'll just be out there for hours just pulling on a rope. You're never going to win. So we have to be able to utilize that C word that a lot of people don't like, compromise. And for me, that brings up vulnerability. Oh, that's good. And I think that vulnerability feels really scary for a lot of people because it's kind of the nature of it is letting myself open up to another human being. And that potentially opens me up for for hurt. Absolutely. Because I am opening my myself mm-hmm. up and not being guarded. And so when we when we let go of that need Come to on. have mm-hmm. control, mm-hmm. we are leaning into some vulnerability. And I am such a firm believer in the power of vulnerability. I think that when I show up in my relationships and I allow myself to be vulnerable, it gives space for other people to be vulnerable. And that to me is really the beauty of deep an intimate human connection. That is beautiful. I'm got. I'm about to cry, like because that is so beautiful what you said. Like because that vulnerability is missing in some a lot of people's relationships. The refusal to basically, like you said, let the person in and be like, okay, hey, and and I understand. It, on one side, it does open you up to being hurt, but it also opens you up to such a healthy relationship because it's like okay you're being vulnerable so 
I can. And it doesn't mean like vulnerability as in crying all the time or hush hush. Um, you know, like no, I'm not hush hush, but mushy type stuff. But just letting the person, letting the person in, and letting the person mm-hmm. know I'm here. I'm here to be. I'm here to be there for you, and I'm allowing you to be there for me. And knowing that I don't have to be the strong one all the mm-hmm. time. I need you. I need to be able to lean on you as much as you mm-hmm. are able to lean on me and letting the person know, hey, I need you. Mm-hmm. And, it's, you know, vice versa. Yeah, it's that being able to acknowledge that we need support. Absolutely. From, from other <clears throat> folks, from mm-hmm. our partner, or from, and, and this is, goes across the, the, all of the aspects or different, this goes across all the different types of relationships that mm-hmm. we have, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, letting folks know that we, that we need them in the moment or what we're feeling, mm-hmm. asking for help even just talking about our feelings. And that brings us back to our earlier conversation. Even me, if I'm in a new relationship, me telling somebody, hey, I'm into you, that is a moment of vulnerability, right? Because that opens me up for that person to maybe say, well, I'm not that into you. And it also gives space for that person to then be vulnerable and then be like, well, Kaylin, I'm really feeling you too. Oh, well, hello, somebody. Right? And so, or even coming back to that earlier situation where I talked about maybe something um, a partner did triggered me, right? And I might choose to go process that in spaces that are safe. I might choose to process that with my partner in that moment. That's a moment of vulnerability that we can grow from because if we're in a healthy relationship, my partner is going to say, wow, thank you for being courageous enough to share this part of yourself with me because it allows me to interact with you in a more affirming and healthy way. Exactly. And that, to me, is the beauty <clears throat> of the kind of intimate connections that we can have with other human beings. Absolutely. I like how you put that. And even if they don't say those exact right. words, guys, right. um, but if they respond, in, in if their response is like what Caitlin said with, oh, wow, you know, I, I appreciate what you're saying. They, like I said, they may not say the words, but the fact that they they meet you where you are, that's a good thing. And so a lot, and another thing too, now that you mentioned that, um, a lot of times when we are expressing ourselves to our partners, one thing we need to understand is two, two things. First thing, when you express yourself, how you feel, do not um, guess try to guess what their response is going to be. Mind be, reading. Mind re- Oh, my goodness. We all think we're mind readers. Oh, I, I think not. I am. I think I am. I, I swear. Because, you know, sometimes I'll, you know, I'll give you an example like myself. Um, you know, I'm thinking when I tell him that blah, 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 you know, or that this didn't sit well with me, he's going to say this and then I'm going to say this. Then when they say the total opposite, we get upset because it didn't go quite the way we wanted it to go. Or we're surprised or whatever. So when you communicate, just communicate from your heart, from your safe place or whatever, and allow them whatever response, positive or negative, to give that response. But don't have any preconceived dialogue in your mind that's going to happen after you say what you said. Because first of all, it depends on what is said and how it is said. And then what the person's mood is at the time and what have you. So just make sure that you're doing that. And then also when you're communicating with your partner, husband, wife, friend, significant other, it's complicated. All of those people, um, boo thing, you know, all the names, babe, lover, lover, 
when you're communicating with them, listen to understand. Don't listen to respond. So Kaylin and I are talking and she's like, and, 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 and we're, we're coworkers, but if she's, but this is a relationship. So she's talking and she's like, yeah, Tamika, so we're going to do this on the program. And I think we should do A, B, and C, and D, but I don't like B. So I didn't hear nothing about A, C, or D. I, my mind is already, mm-hmm, I'm getting ready to respond about B. Ooh, I can't wait till she get through because I'm going to let her have it. First of all, Kaylin, B is not going to happen. But I didn't hear, hey, Tamika, we could do A, C, D, B, or G, or whatever. But but on, because of my selective hearing, I selected what I wanted to respond on, and I failed to hear her other points. So in relationships, when our partners, significant others, lovers, whatever, are communicating with us, and they're saying, this is how I feel, this is what happened, blah, blah, blah. Don't listen to respond. Just listen. Yeah. And I'm going to put a plug in here for this, too, because I'm learning this. Help me. Um, when your partner comes to you with an issue that is something um, outside of your relationship, say, for example, um, a partner or a husband, family member, whatever, I mean, your significant other comes to you and say, you know what, at work today, it really sucked, and so-and-so was getting on my nerves. A lot of times, and especially women, I'm just going to be honest, especially us women, um, a lot of times it's not for you to try to solve it. Just listen. And the reason why I give that nugget sometimes, because a lot of times I know that sometimes as we, we love our partners, we love our significant others, we love our spouses, and we love the people that we're with, or we at least like them. And I just want to fix it. So Kaylin comes to me and says, you know, oh, I had already at work and my boss was on me. And, and I'm like, well, you should tell your boss this. Well, what did you say? You should have came in and did this. No. How about I just listen and, and acknowledge that Kaylin had a pretty bad day. Like, oh, my God, that sounds like your day was jacked up. I, I hate that that happened to you. Tell me, tell me something else about it. Let them get it all out. Um, and a lot of times I think that will save a lot of arguments because what I have found in the empowerment coaching that I do outside of my job in relationship coaching, what I'm learning is that I get so many women that say, you know what, I was telling him about my day and he jumped into he found one thing about it and said, this is what I should have did different. Well, why don't you just do this? Well, you want to do that. I mean, it's just. They are they automatically go there. And this are men and women. So what I'm saying is just just be prepared to listen. I think that's such an important point because I think that we all come from different perspectives and how we want to support people and how we want to solve problems. And we think that and we sometimes project onto other people. Well, this is how I would want them to respond to me in the situation, right? And so that's how I'm going to respond. Or this is how Very I good. like to give advice or support other people. Very good. And so we project that onto something, somebody oh, else. That. And I think the most powerful and supportive things that people have said to me when I'm coming home and I'm venting about my day or I'm, I'm processing through a, an issue or a conflict that I'm having is when somebody says to me, how can I support you in this moment? Absolutely. And it's also really important for me in that moment to be able to articulate what that can look like. And that's been a learning process for me. Awesome. So thinking through, what do I need in this moment? Do I need advice and support because I trust this person mm-hmm. and I know they maybe have similar experiences mm-hmm. is what I'm talking through right now? Or maybe I need to say, I just need you to listen to me in this moment. Or maybe I need them to say, um, <clears throat> or maybe I want to tell them, 
I, I just want the space to be able to vent um, or whatever that looks like, we can articulate that to that person in the moment. I recently was doing just this and the person that was listening to me literally said, do you just want me to listen to you right now or would you like me to give you some advice? And that was so powerful and helpful mm-hmm. because in that moment I did want advice. I needed something from them. I wanted, I valued their perspective on the situation um, and was trying to figure out how to move forward in that situation. But there are so many times mm-hmm. that I don't want somebody to try to prop to, I don't want somebody to try to solve my problems. Mm-hmm. I want them to just hold space for me. Mm. Oh, I like that. I like that term. I'm going to steal that and pretend it is mine. I didn't make um, it up. Okay, I love great. it too, though. <laughs> okay, great. I'm just going to steal it. Whole space. And, and, and that, I think about the work that I do with our students since I've been here. A lot of times I find myself, because I'm not a therapist, I find myself just holding space. Yes. And allowing them. And then the first thing I tell the students when they come in, Kaylin, is that this is a safe space. I call my office a safe space. I, I try to decorate it, make it look like a safe space. So when they come in, they feel comfortable enough to say whatever needs to be said. Because first of all, they know that I'm confidential, which is great. Um, secondly, that in that safe space, I, I hold that space for them to give them that room to say whatever it needs to be said. And then I ask, just like you said, you know, I, I tell them, hey, I'm here to listen. And then I tell them now... I'm not a therapist, but I'm a great cheerleader. I said, (laughs) or, and I give you your options and whatever options you choose, that is where I'll support you. Whatever you choose to do, because at the end of the day, you are in control of your life. You're in control of what, of, of what happens here moving forward. And so I think that's very important. And so if we bring that over into relationships Mm -hmm. and like you said, let them know, Hey, how can I, what can I do? to assist you with this. I remember um, a friend a friend of mine, um, I'm going to actually see him in this podcast. I'm going to call his name Darius. And Darius, um, he has this thing. He asked his wife, um, what do you want me to do? It just, how can I help you? What can I do to make this thing better? And whatever she says she needs from him, that's what he does. And I think that it's so powerful in a relationship to say, what can I do? And if, like you said, Kaylin, if you sit there and say, just listen, mm-hmm. then that's what we need to focus on. No responding, no nothing, not, no, no, um, um, you know, projecting or anything. Because in relationship, we do have a tendency to project a lot, mm-hmm. not even projecting, just saying, OK, I'm here. Just be present. Just sit. Let's just sit right here. Let's just sit quietly. There are times um, when I think about, you know, my um, and my husband, I have a very quiet and introverted husband. I'm very extroverted. And just having him because he's a good listener, just having him sit while I just express everything or sit if sometimes when I'm sitting in the quiet and he's sitting, and having those quiet moments, you'd be amazed the communication that goes on in quiet time. Mm-hmm with your significant other, just sitting and just focusing on something else and just being quiet and just having that moment to come together without words and just sitting in a quiet place is powerful. It is amazing. And so um, 
giving that person that space and that option to do whatever they want to do in that space and allowing them to just control that space, especially if they're the one um, with the issue, I think is, it, I think it's very, very important. Mm-hmm. It really, really is. So relationships are often complicated, um, you know, and they're often, sometimes it's good, sometimes it's bad. But I think the one thing that I, well, the, the many things that Kayla and I agree on, I know the one major thing is that we have to find a way to um, navigate those and to let our partners know that we are here for them that we respect them. Respect goes a long way in a relationship. Like, you really can't survive in a relationship without respect. Like, if I, even in, as, as co-workers, if I don't respect Kaylin, then our working relationship is not going to work. Mm-hmm. If I don't respect her in her craft and what she does, and no, who she is as a person, first of all, then it's not going to go anywhere. So even as we deal with our significant others and lovers and spouses or, you know, what have you, you have to make sure you respect them for the person that they are and not try to change them or come down on them because they were different. You knew that, you know, that partner was into, uh, let's say, uh, comic books. And they they go to Comic-Con and they like Thor and they are, and I'm talking about myself because I love comics. But anyway, that's neither here nor there. Um, I know that about you. Thank you for sharing yes, being vulnerable. I'm a superhero girl. Like, I'm here for Spider-Man and all of the com- comics. But comics. My dream is to go to Comic-Con, but I'm not going to dress up, but I will go. Um, so, and now that we're in a relationship, you want to try to say, well, you spend too much time looking at superhero movies and why are you always watching the Arrow and, and, and Supergirl and, and Black Lightning and, and, and Avengers? Why do we have to have all the Avenger movies? I mean, it's like, now you're trying to get me to conform to what you want. Well, I think we should just watch, you know, turn to classic movies and we should watch Christmas movies all the time. That's not what I want to do. So you knew that about me. And so when we try to get them to conform into us, I think that that's when we lose respect for the person and who they are, mm-hmm. you know, so. Yeah. So it's very, so respect, what we talked about, respect, communication, communication. Um, you know, lack of violence, being, being, what's that, holding a space for our partners is very good. But there are so many different things. Like I said, we will be here till five o'clock. But those are just this just a just a microcosm, small portion of the things that um, we can do to promote healthy relationships. Um, but just you know, be mindful to evaluate your actions and your reactions. And if we all do that, I think that we would um, definitely be um the better for it to work towards um healthier relationships mm-hmm. yeah and i want to just i want to plug we've talked a little bit we've touched on mindfulness a handful of times whether it's talking about kind of the physical we did mm-hmm. um sort of manifestations of unhealthy relationships or toxicity mm-hmm. um or talking about just in our communication mm-hmm. being mindful or being mindful of, of being sensitive to our, what our partner or what our friend or what our coworker needs exactly. um, or being mindful of their love for comic books, right? So we talked a lot about mindfulness 
And so if that's something that's new to you, I want to encourage you, Ramily, to come to the well on Mondays at noon, anytime class is in session, um, and practice some mindfulness with us. This can help us engage in our relationships in more grounded um, ways that can be really helpful as we're navigating through practicing healthier relationships. Absolutely. if we are going into a conflict, to come back to something Tamika said, if we're going into a conflict or even a conversation and we are listening to respond and not listening, mm-hmm. that's because we are not being mindful and present in that moment. I love that. Absolutely. And so if I know I'm going into a tough conversation or if I know I'm going into my day, I try to practice the tools that I have in my toolbox Um to be more mindful in that conversation, to be more grounded in that conversation, to be more present in that conversation so that I am showing up for the person that is in front of me or people in front of me and able to listen and hold space for them um, in all the ways that and things that they're bringing to that conversation. So come check out Mindful Mondays. Some other events we have coming up, come check these out. We'd love to see you. Definitely check out our PHEs, which are our peer health educators. They are mm-hmm. an awesome, engaged group of students that are... Um, that are excited about promoting wellness across our campuses. And so our PHEs, peer health educators at The Well, are going to be out and about every Wednesday um, at different times in the Health Hut. Have you seen the Health Hut yet? It's so much fun. It's like a big, flashy table. It's black and gold. It's got our logo on it. And it's a really great way to engage with our peer health educators around different health topics. So you can check out our website. It's thewell.vcu.edu to find out when and where the peer health educators, PHEs, are going to be out and about in the health hut. You can also um, see our calendar of events on that website. And please also check us out on social media because we do a lot of posts on there. So we are at The Well VCU on Facebook. We're on Instagram. We're on Snapchat. So check us out in those ways, too. This month, we have Healthy Love Quickies on Consent and Boundaries. This is my Valentine's Day special. So if you don't have plans prior to 4 p.m. on the big V-Day, or maybe you just don't even celebrate V-Day either. There's some of us out there like that. And you want to come have a conversation about consent and boundaries, similar to some of the things that we've touched on today. You can come check us out on the big 2-14, February 14th, from 3 to 4 p.m. in Virginia Room A. Um, And that is to kick off Healthy Love, Healthy Sex Week. We are celebrating healthy love and healthy sex all week long, starting on the February 14th. Check us out. We'll have a lot of events posted on our website and social media pages. Lots of different opportunities to have fun conversations about hot, healthy relationships and hot, healthy sex. So definitely check us out on there. We've got, um, along with those things, for Healthy Sex, Healthy Love Week, we've got a Pleasure 101 featuring Planned Parenthood, who are our awesome partners. That's going to be in Virginia Room A on February 18th at 2 p.m. We've got another one for Healthy Sex, Healthy Love Week, a One Love Escalation Workshop. So some of the things we talked about earlier in the podcast today around red flags and how we can recognize when those are coming up in our own relationships or others. Um, It's a really well-made film. Um, It's really, um, what's the word I'm looking for? um, 
It's an awesome film. It's awesome. <laughs> Super awesome. awesome. film called Escalation. So you get to come and check out that movie. It's only 45 minutes long. And then you get to have an awesome discussion about the movie, which is also 45 minutes long, with our Team One Love at VCU. So that Escalation workshop is going to be on February 19th at 2 o'clock in the SGA Senate Chambers, and that's in the Commons on the first floor, formerly known as the Forum Room. We've also got Self-Love and Substances featuring my colleague Kat. That's going to be on February 20th at 1.30 in Virginia Room B. And then we've got a Healthy Sex Quickie on February 21st at 2 p.m. And that's with my colleague Mia. And that's Healthy awesome. Sex Quickie on Sexuality, 2 p.m. February 21st. So definitely come check those out. We're going to have free swag at all those events. If you've seen those awesome Very Caring You t-shirts walking around campus, we'll try to have some of those. We've got some sleep masks. We've got some coloring books for you to practice mindfulness with. And definitely check us out in our next podcast. We're going to have Mia talking about a healthy sex, I think. And if you have questions, you want to engage in our podcast, we want to talk to you. So email us your questions or what you want to hear about at thewell at vcu.edu. And university counseling um, is via my, the advocacy program. Um, the one thing that we do have coming up in February uh, for Black History Month, February 21st, second floor of the Commons Enrichment Salon number four, we're going to be talking about African-American women in sexual assault, a culture of silence and disbelief. Now, this is open to everyone. What we want to do is have an in-depth discussion from slavery to R. Kelly, and we're going to talk about the issues surrounding why black men, why black women report, why they don't report, and things of that nature. And as a culture, how can we change that? And so this is open to everyone. We want to hear from you. We want your opinions. And we're of course we're going to be there from six to eight p.m. that night, Thursday. February 21st, um, there will be light refreshments. So come out and join us and see how you can be part of the change. Also, we are going to be doing a series called Booze and Boot Up, uh, Kaylin and myself. And it is about safety um, when we are out drinking and when we're out partying and things of that nature um, to reduce risk of um, certain things that happen in those atmospheres. And so we just want our students to be safe. And so we're going to be doing that in, at the different residence halls. We've already gone to GRC. And so we are reaching out to different RAs and pe uh, people of that nature. But if you don't live in the residence halls and you do want to come, please come out and join us. It's a lot of fun. It's not death by PowerPoint. We're very interactive. We just want to hear from you. How do you protect yourself? How do you protect your friends? And then we want to let you know that if anything ever happens, we know that it is definitely not your fault if something happens. And we just want people to understand that there are ways that we can kind of reduce the risk of things happening and to keep our VCU family safe, okay? And if you have any questions or um, have any um, programming ideas or just want to have a conversation about the services uh, connected to sexual assault, domestic violence, um, 
intimate partner violence, stalking, and harassment, please give me a call. I'm Tamika McCoy. I'm at um, 828-6200. Or you can email myoptions at vcu.edu. And if you want to do some healthy relationship programming, some bystander intervention programming, some violence 101 programming, if you want to host an escalation workshop, our awesome One Love, Team One Love escalation workshops, um, or any of the healthy love quickies, or what other programs do I have? Bystander intervention programs. You can reach out to me at Tingle, just like the word, that's my last name, T-I-N-G-L-E-K-M as in Michelle, at bcu.edu. You can give me a call if you're down with that. I know not a lot of us like to use the phone these days, and that's 804-828-7695. This is Kaylin Tingle, and I'll see you Be well. Be well.